Welcome to 100% Twisted Face Everything and Rise Podcast. Hello, Rose, owner CEO, your dough diet lady. Hello, we're back. Today, we're doing something very different on this podcast. So if you're listening, you're gonna get a very different view. We've got a cool setup at home. Me and Mariah really, Mariah is my, do you wanna call her GM, best friend, family member, sister. <laughs> She's all the above and we, I just, I really been wanting to do this podcast and everybody's listening. I wanted to grab entrepreneurs and I wanted to grab things, but people kind of tend to get on podcasts and they feel like they gotta be interviewed or they're just like, what do I say? So not only we're we doing this podcast, if you're listening, we're doing it live. We have no clue what's going to come out, but we're also videoing it. So it's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, but I thought if Mariah and I end up having a really good podcast and you guys like it, then maybe we could find some fun subjects together. I just, when you listen to my podcast, they're very, very real. So last week I did one called Therapist and capital The Rapist. And uh, it's kind of a touchy subject for me. I knew Mariah had something in her background about it, but I never really heard the whole story, nor did I know if she knew. I, know, I think she knows my whole story, um, but it made me who I was. And I was like, you know what? This is a touchy subject. I always hit touchy subjects on my podcast. It's somewhere where I can just kind of relieve some chest pain I have to talk about it, to feel better about it, to have someone to voice things to. So thank you for the people that do listen, um, even though it's only like 30 to 50, but thank you. Um, so we're going to talk about the rapist, therapist. We're going to talk about a little bit about what makes you you from trauma that you've overcome. And um, somebody voiced me this morning and we're like, I'm so alone. I feel so useless in life. I feel so unbeautiful. And me, not only me, but some of my friends have been going through it. We have been going through it at the shop. Yes. I don't know if it's a season. I don't know. But somebody hurt me recently in my life. Not Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but somebody hurt me recently. And it was just really triggering for me, everything I've gone through. So we'll kind of go about that. But we're just going to dive in and talk about it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay. Like me and Mariah love our job so much with Twisted Dough because mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being in the real world every day, literally. No, no. And I've quit my job twice to come work with you. And it's just a safe place for us. And we like cannot tell you thank you enough for like the support because what's made us us is also what brings us our drive to work so hard for you. But also just we don't want to be in the real world. No. Our, our real world is very different. Um, we like slinging dough, scooping dough, making it, <laughs> lidding it, labeling it. Hollering at each other we from like across it. the dough factory. Yeah. <laughs> So we really like that. So yeah, we're going to go, hey, there's my brother. By. Hey, brother. <laughs> I hope we don't ring the doorbell and come in. Okay, so that's all I told Mariah was this was a little bit about the subject. So yeah. I guess let's just play off each other and let's, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my just story. dive right in? Yeah, we're going to dive right in. Because so. I think we're about the same age. I was in college. You were also in college. in college. So we're roughly about the same age. Rose and I are not the same age. She's a few years older than me. So, But all of our trauma happened around the same age. So I think we can kind of um, just get with each other on that. Um, as far as age, mentality, um, what we were doing, situations, things like that. I think we really see eye to eye on that. So I don't know what happened to you, so I want to hear that. What happened to me was I was dumb, and I was a college kid, and I was drinking, and I played sports, and I hurt myself too much. I mean, this is just, whew, can't believe I'm telling the story out loud. Um, I, I played sports, and I like, I hurt myself in cheerleading, and I'd never taken a pill, nor am I a pill head or anything, but I'd never taken a pill, and but my back was hurting, so I didn't know you shouldn't mix those things, you know, as 19 years old, and I took a pill, and with drinking and basically drugged myself. So it's a catch all, you know, 
Um, and then a college party, mm-hmm. you know, people found me in a bathroom and a guy was basically raping me. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest moment of one. This was just one moment of my life who, that kind of made me me, which is why we bond too, just because how do you call your mom the next day and say, hey, um, I think I drugged myself. You know, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on that dude, but at the same time, I think I'd been telling him no. Mm-hmm. And this fraternity basically beat the living hell out of him. And their fraternity got shut down for like six months. And I didn't call my mom. I tried to hide it because I was too embarrassed. And then my brother actually ended up having to call my sister-in-law's brother because he was the only one that lived in that area. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he had to come sit at the hospital with me, which is very awkward because then I had to have a rape test to see if I was raped because I didn't have that answer for Mm -hmm. anybody. So I never, um, I never placed any charges against that dude. I just, we didn't, we fought to like have my hospital bills paid because he shouldn't have been doing that anyways but it's right I don't want people to like come at me and like well you did it to yourself well I don't think any of us do any of that to your, myself and I take full accountability for taking the pill and whatever but we didn't ever charge that guy with anything either but it definitely made me who I was it made me learn about stuff it made me self-conscious about who I am which I have men problems <laughs> 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 don't I <laughs> and now since I was in college all those issues anything afterwards have somehow always been men problems right well what about you well and see on the other side of your story what's so interesting is like you said you accidentally did that and didn't realize you couldn't do that um my abuser he controlled me with sex um, that's how he got his responses out of me. And so he was an alcoholic, an avid alcoholic at that. And so when I was 19, I was purposely mixing my pills with my alcohol. Oh, I was so purposely completely doing completely opposite there. Yeah, I was doing it on purpose. I've got chills. <laughs> I don't ever talk about this. I only talk about it with my therapist. <laughs> and that's why we're going to talk about what's therapy to you, what's, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's called the rapist because there are many of them in different forms out there. Um, we, this is a tough subject because uh, when our other managers out talk about this a lot of times, like a girl can't like get abused purposefully and then then later say I didn't want to get abused and then the abortion thing and I'm not I'm not getting into that, but I'm just saying like we know that we both went through it um, and it changed us. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. How and, does it affect you? Um, so it's kind of a day-to-day slow burn. Um, I have an amazing husband, and he is probably the most supportive person. Rose has met him a million times. He's he loves my second hubby. Yes, he <laughs> loves her. But I feel bad when I start treating him like the person he's not. Um, my anxieties from previous trauma, the the um, being sexually assaulted by um, and publicly by the guy who did it to me, he it, it's just it's hard. And I take a lot of that out on my husband and I take it out on Rose sometimes, too, if she's having a bad day and we're kind of clashing like my anxiety will shoot up for any reason and we'll just start butting heads and we always come back to each other and apologize because you know we get along like that we just need 24 hours but it that's that's one of the things it does to me it physically shuts down my body I feel like I can't do anything I can't go anywhere it's it's paralyzation it's it's paralyzing um you're in therapy mm -hmm. I'm not um I don't want to go to therapy and Mariah everybody wanted to go therapy after everything I went through but 
I think Mariah understands why. We felt like you deserved it. Like, you deserve to be able to do that. And I'm just more like, so not only did I go through that in college, super embarrassing. This is the first Mm -hmm. time I've ever spoken about this story. Um, It's embarrassing because I I did it to myself, but I was already too young and dumb, right? Mm -hmm. So I went through that. And then I went through a boyfriend who um, gave me something I didn't want. And then I went through um, multiple men who... um, we're like, well, I won't date you unless I have sex with you because you're pretty. You know, and that makes you, all these little things that happen in your life, we just want to kind of relate with you, like whatever your trauma is and you're going through, mm-hmm. kind of relate with you so you're like, dang, these normal looking girls, they've gone through that, this kind of stuff too. Or yours may be completely different, but it's, those traumas still produce these same feelings. I said that all the time. Um well, and to be told, like, oh, well, I'm only going to de- date you if I can have sex with you. Like, that is such a it, – and it's not just a male-dominated thing. I mean, there are women who, who obviously, that is for them as well. It can be anybody. But um, – I almost forgot my point. But it, – and it's so sad that we manifest that in different ways. So I feel like I've really let my body go, and that's um, adherent to – I feel like they stole something from me. So I feel like my size and what I look like right now, like I'm not happy with how my body looks. But you also told me the other day you didn't really, you just in that point, not that you didn't care, but you you were just weren't at a point you were ready to take control. Yeah. You were kind of happy at where you were at. And it's the depression portion of it and the anxiety portion of it that is making me feel that way. If you're watching me, I'm having mic trouble. So <laughs> we got this cool live board and it's not really working. Okay, now we're both... I, so I have to kind of tell me if I'm in the middle right there. Am I in the middle right there? Like when I talk? Yeah. Okay, good. So I just had to get kind of rid of this mic. So I think Mariah and I share a bunch of the same feelings, but in complete opposite ways, which is cool. So purposefully, accidentally for me, mm-hmm. depression, depression, physical, how you feel like it's affected you going forward mentally is me. Mm-hmm. So it is crazy that we've kind of gone through anything. If It didn't matter if you went through a car crash or losing somebody or divorce mine has carried forward my body different now I'm like obsessed about my body which is why I did shows because all I could focus on was like I was a little girl and I like drink I Mariah's been married a long time so this is where we're opposites too but it's very cool to like see the differences is I've been dreaming I I never dreamed as a little girl like marriage and kids and oh my gosh and this little like picket fence but as I went through trauma I quit wanting to be married I quit wanting to date anybody because it was like man after man would take take that away from me so mm-hmm. you had something taken away from you I had yep. something taken away from me it affected us in different ways um oh man I just I'm to the point now I'm 34 and I don't I don't even see kids like now I'm almost I'm not selfish but I'm like I'm too scared that a man's going to hurt me and I couldn't do it alone I and then on top of the men after the men hurt me through college and, and a little bit further on in my adulthood, then it was, we started a business and it was a very traumatic business. Yeah. Can you imagine a company going from zero dollars to normal human beings? And I'm saying like, just take you all out of your jobs, pick you out and put you in this entrepreneur setting and starting a business. And this business goes to a million dollars in less than three years. Mm-hmm. That's like a 700% growth rate, which is crazy so when people say would you go on back and do it again yeah totally but i in a different scenario i don't think it none of us knew we were being everything being embezzled and taken yeah. away from hindsight being 2020 yeah. for sure phone call delete 
none of us knew that the company was going to be embezzled and gone. Um, and nor would you have ever put yourself in a situation while your company's being embezzled that every, I, I don't know, like we were going through having no money, this 700% growth rate, everything just spiking crazy out of the water. Oh my gosh, these spam calls lately. <laughs> Literally, delete them. Um, but yeah, you would never gone through this embezzlement. You know, I met with a girl recently and we had made up and all that good jazz. And we were, she was like, would you change anything? I'm like, well, of course. But there's no way we could have changed this crazy situation we lived so in. So many things. Like hindsight is definitely 2020. Like we've even, I think even the week that we shut down, there are things like immediately you and I already started saying, I would have done this different. I would have done that different. Like we would have split this. We would have done this. We wouldn't have opened that. And even though, like, I hate to say it, but when we shut down, it was probably the biggest stress relief I'd ever had because I didn't want to leave Twisted Foods. I wanted to stay there with you, um, obviously right by your side, but it was physically killing us. Like, it was killing us. It was strangling us. I'm 34, and somebody said, man, you've lived the life of, like, a 50-year-old, mm-hmm. and it's not a joke. Like, we worked 18-hour days, literally, um, never home, you just don't understand the conceptual that we built. We had this, we had built a book. We were ready to franchise. Like these people knew how to come into work and use the right hand versus their left hand in each order all the way through the steps. It was no cookie cutter. Think about if you're doing 2,000 meals a day and every meal is a different meal. Mm-hmm. Like that's how crazy it was. And these people didn't just come into work and just put something in a box. They couldn't even work at our place unless they knew how to count ch- what chicken was and what beef was, the fat and the carb content every time by brain, not by cheat code. Mm-hmm. And they had a cheat code. So after Twisted Food shut down, that was the last trauma of my life, um, which was about four or five. So 34, you know, four or five traumas in. And at that point, I was like, my trust is gone. And not only in people, but men. Again, this was a male figure in my life. Does it suck? Yes. It sucks that all these were males. Yeah. And then recently when a male hurt me, I was just like, I can't. And I'm triggered because it's Cade's month. We're coming up on two mm-hmm. years of when we lost everything. Yep. And we're slow right now, so we kind of feel like we're losing everything. And yeah. and we've been kind of emotional lately, especially today. We've we've cried a little bit together. We've cried a little bit, actually, a lot separately. <laughs> yes. A lot. Um, but you know, we're we're trying to show like even during our darkest times at Twisted Foods, we were still both ne- neither of us seeing a therapist, neither of us talking about our traumas, being triggered consistently daily by people by ourselves by our families you know it didn't matter what the situation was but we had to work through those triggers and I think that's become a portion of like who we are like because we we're both workaholics we both um work as hard as we can and then we think about work when we're not working or how to make something better random late night texts you know but texts that were going until one and two in the morning when we were at Twisted um, thankfully we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So now let's backtrack kind of like to those, my triggers all the way up till now, till 34. So men, men suck in my life. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to yours. Like, um, after your assault leading through the rest where you're at now. So, um, I thought it was a good idea to join a, um, sorority organization afterwards um that was not a good decision on my part not that sororities are bad I loved the one that I was in I loved all the women and I still do um it was not for me um I took it as more of a 
a drinking party. Like we're going to go out and do all these things. And I did all of those things. Um, instead of trying to heal from my pain, I did go seek out therapy through the college that I was at. Um, and they paired me with a male therapist. He was the only one who was available at the time. And it you was, tell him that wasn't a good idea. I did. Um, but he was the only one available. They only had a few. Uh, so I took what I had. Um, plus it was free. I'm broke college kid. And then, um, I finally opened up to him after a few weeks of like kind of going and seeing him and he just gives me the generic, Oh, well, no wonder you're depressed. Here's some medicine that you can take. And the medicine that I was given was the medicine that from that point on, I started mixing with my, um, Did alcohol. you feel pushed off? I, yeah, that. I didn't feel great. I mean, who wants to be assaulted by the person who they thought that they loved at the time? And then not to just be assaulted, but to be humiliated. I mean, it was public. There were two other men in the room filming, making comments about me, about my body, about what they wanted to see done. And that's humiliating. Um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. Um, I, tell me, like... Because you couldn't, like, no matter what, how. What led into that situation that night? How did you get there? Because I know some people, some women are probably really asking, like, I feel like I've been in that situation. How did you get there? Well, I was with my boyfriend. Um, we were together for almost three years. Um, but this happened probably around year one going into year two. He liked to party with his friends. His friends were much older than we were. I would say they were at least in their 40s, and I was 19. So, and he was in his 20s, uh, probably not even 21 yet. So, but he liked to hang out with older crowd. He felt like that's where he fit in because that's what he was used to growing up around was hanging out with his dad, his dad's friends, blah, blah, blah. Um I can't speak for him. I don't know where the... So it was just a party and it just, you got into that. Did it, you know he was going to take you into that room and that was going to happen? We were at a hunting club um, and I knew things happened there, but it never happened to me because, you know, I was with him. I felt safe with these these men. I felt safe with them, um, but I no longer feel safe and I still know where a few of them are and I avoid them at all costs just because it's embarrassing for somebody to... You know, they probably when, don't even When you're trying that. to actively cover up your body and you're, you know, being forced to have sex. and But they're like, oh, smile for the camera. Smile for this, sweetheart. Do this. Do this. Hey, so-and-so, do this to her. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's nerve-wracking. Did you tell him to stop? Well, yeah. And he just didn't? No. No, there was no stopping. And then... Um, what did you feel like in that moment? Like... Oh, just so sad. So sad. But also, it's... He was so good at manipulating that he made it feel normal like this is normal he was a uh my therapist calls him my narcissist um but he made it seem like oh this is normal he would gaslight me you're not you know and mm, it's just it's hard um and this happened on multiple occasions so this wasn't a one-time thing he he i did end up pregnant at one point by this yeah. yes um and this is not something i typically put out on internet or anywhere else but yeah someone said grooming behavior definitely grooming behavior um you know i ended up pregnant and he was like we're not keeping it you will handle we'll get this handled for you and that was under the impression that um that we would still we were still going to be together 
And then even then, um, the night that I told him that, like, hey, I'm pregnant, he forced me to have sex with him that night, too. Did you just feel like you had to stay? Yeah. Because I know a I lot just, of women that just, like, I, I'm like, how do you, I, how do you continue? It's, it's just like you don't feel like there's a way out. And I don't know how to describe that in physical terms. Like, yeah, you can 